Welcome to Imperfect Momming. Our children are constantly looking to us for examples. The term role model doesn't quite cut it here. We are shaping their worldview with every move we make. You see, it's not in the lectures we give or moments where we are actively attempting to teach them. It's in the micro movements we make, the unconscious ways in which we navigate life. We are constantly teaching our children how to show up for themselves, their friends, their future partners, and even their future children. So what can we do to ensure we are raising thoughtful, compassionate, self-aware human beings? We have to become them ourselves. No one is perfect, but we can still all be better, and it starts with self-healing. Let's get to it. Welcome to our um, pre-lesson to the parent support call. Happy Tuesday. Yes. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody that's here. Nice to nice to see you all. See your names, at least. All right. Shall we dive in, Alish? Let's dive in. All right. So last week, we were really, we looked at trust and what that means. Um, and really, in terms of trusting the source uh, that is giving us the messages of what we could do in any given situation and then trusting ourselves. So Alicia and I were kind of talking about that a little bit more um, just in terms of what that means. And especially I think as parents, how challenging sometimes that can be because you're not just making, we're not just making decisions about our own lives, but decisions about how it's impacting the life of a child that was, you know, that was brought to us, obviously. Um, I mean, obviously all the choices and decisions we make impact not just ourselves, but everybody around us, but there's a different level of responsibility for kids, right, Alish? I mean, it's kind of what we were unpacking. Yeah, I would say that, um, you know, being a mom and being a guide to, or being a parent, being a guide to a um, to another human life is is an awesome responsibility that we really should not take lightly. Um, and we've talked about intuitive parenting quite a lot. And um, when when it comes to intuitive parenting um, and listening to your intuition, you have to know like where where the alignment like how it feels aligned it's hard to articulate because it's not it's actually not an intellectual concept it is a like it's a it's a knowing in our body and one of the things that that happens is we'll think about like we'll hear something from another parent from another parent and we have to make the decision does this feel aligned and does this not feel aligned so when my son was a toddler i was instructed to spank him and i didn't have an awareness of um like 
is this something that I want? Like, is this something that I believe in? Is this something that I believe is going to um, be the best thing for my son? And I did it. I spanked him for a short, for a short period of his life, probably three months. Um, and it got to this point where it felt so awful to me that I knew that what I was doing was, I was, it was ultimately, I was like, I was taking my anger out on this little, this little kid. Like it, it, it wasn't teaching anything. It wasn't, it wasn't doing anything like, and I knew in that moment that it was out of alignment, you know, and I, and I knew before that, that it didn't feel good, but I wasn't like, it wasn't a conscious awareness. So like our feelings are our GPS, um, but it's not even black and white inside that. Like there's, there's times where our limiting beliefs create this feeling in our body. So there is no one size fits all. If it feels bad, don't do it. It's, it's, it really takes internal, like it takes knowing yourself and knowing where these things come from. I feel like I was talking for a long time. So <laughs> Melanie, jump in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything you said is so profound and, you know, that's such a, such an incredible awareness that you had. And I think it also, you know, it even has some biblical roots, right? Like um, spare the rod, spoil the child. Um, and so if it's attached to beliefs that come, that are rooted even in, in something like, you know, in something like that, and then perhaps it's something that was, I don't know if you were spanked as a child. Um, and, you know, so it's, it's, it, it's not an easy concept and what you're describing is not an easy concept and really coming into that knowing place inside of us that is underneath the messaging, the programming, the noise, the advice. You said a friend. I mean, I've done things where experts, you know, therapists have suggested things and I followed what they said and it didn't feel in alignment but I gave away my knowing my my internal and I'm going to use the word power but you know I, I gave that away just deferring thinking well they know better and in retrospect I really wish that I had listened to myself and the example I'm thinking about is I remember when my son was 13 and the therapist you know, I was concerned because I was in the process of getting a divorce and I was concerned that, um, you know, one of the things that I did almost every night was we would just lie in, you know, I would lie with him before he went to sleep and we would just chat and talk. And, um, you know, it was just, it was a very bonding time for us. And I was concerned that I wouldn't be able to do that 50% of the time because of the divorce, you know, if he was going to be with dad, you know, half the time or whatever the percentage was going to be. But um, 
And I listen, you know, I, she was like, well, he's already 13 and you should, maybe he was 12 at the time. It was 12 or 13. And she was like, well, that's not what you should be doing. And, you know, and so she had very, very strong opinions about it. And then I was like, so I started to doubt myself and I tuned out of what it was that my son needed and what my son and I needed. And in retrospect, I really wish that I had listened to myself in that situation and not just deferred to her. And so part of this, I think also, what's also coming to me, Alish, is the guilt that we feel after the fact, you know, like you're bringing up this thing with the spanking and I'm bringing up, you know, what happened with, you know, I put the kibosh on having those evening conversations. Um, and then also just being able to forgive ourselves. So maybe that's something we can pick up next week. I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but that is what's coming up for me as I'm as I'm sharing this. And so how do we get in touch with that intuitive knowing? Uh, and for me, it's a practice. You know, I have to be going back to what we were talking about also a couple of weeks ago is, you know, intentions, like what are my intentions and being intentional about my parenting. Um, and the way that I've practiced is to, you know, through meditation, which is something that was also relatively new for me. It's just a few years old for me. Um, and what does that mean? Because I thought I was a failure at meditation. I was like, oh, I can't stop my thoughts from thinking. Um and so it's it's navigating. And as I'm saying this, I'm like, wow, that could be another whole, like that could be another whole talk on how do you, you know, how do we meditate in a way that can get us, um, get us in touch with this intuitive part of ourselves and writing, I like journaling. That idea because um, I was actually terrified to meditate for a long time. So I have experience there too. <laughs> yeah. And I felt like a failure. Mm. Yeah. And actually it was interesting. I went to something this weekend. There was a, it was a meditation practice and the the details are not so relevant, but the, the man who was doing it actually said um, something about, and the correct way to sit is, and it, like my ears like hooked up. I was like, wait, there's a correct way to sit. Like, so it, it was an interesting, um, it, it was an interesting, like talking about feeling it in our bodies. And I given how I've gotten into meditation and and what I do, I actually personally, I mean, there may be, right? Like I, it was more from an, it was less from a judgmental place and more from an inquisitive place of, aha, huh, this is the way I've been doing it. Why would they say that's the correct way to sit or, and there may be. So I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that there isn't, but for me, if I had heard that in my early journey of starting to meditate, it would have been like, I would have beaten myself up even more for not doing it quote unquote correctly or right. So it's important for us to um, step back and tune in. And it's an easy thing to say. And I think sometimes it can be a hard thing to do. Yeah, I want to, I want to just kind of piggyback off of that, like the, the tuning in, if you're not used to it, 
is going to feel uncomfortable. Right. Because our brains are wired to dissuade us from like new things. New is dangerous. It's, it's because there's, you know, uncharted territory is dangerous. We don't know what to expect and our brain wants to know what to expect. So just know that this is not going to be inside your comfort zone if you're not used to doing this. And, you know, it's hard, it's, you know, an oxymoron, but like get comfortable in this discomfort because when you say, okay, it's going to be uncomfortable and I'm, I'm going to do it anyway, you're less likely to say, well, this is uncomfortable. So I'm going to stop. It's going to be uncomfortable because it's new. It's going to be uncomfortable because we've been running from things in our life. Most of our life. But as you do it, as mom, as dad, as parent, when when you're doing it, it's going to be something that your kids are going to pick up on and they're going to start doing it. And it'll be less uncomfortable for them because they've seen you do it because they see that it's like you're setting the example. Yes. And one thing that you said, Alish, is, um, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm not using maybe your exact words, but you said, um, because it's dangerous. And I just want to, I just want to um, address that for a second because actually it's, that's what our brains are telling us, but it's not the truth. Right. That's, that's actually, what I meant. Our, our yeah. brain is, is cautioning us. Yeah. Of, and it's because our brain wants to protect us from something that, you know, could be uncomfortable or we've done it's you know, we, I mean, that's again, we could go off on a whole other thing here, but again, it's just, that, and that's even that soul knowing, right? That inner wisdom of saying, of actually being able to have that conversation with our brain and saying, which is what you're addressing as well with the discomfort, knowing that that's part of the process. And then saying, I'm going to practice this anyway. And almost like having a conversation, it's like we have to have a conversation with our brain. It's having that, like, it, it, it's coming from that heart or soul brain, is what I call it, like the embodied brain that has the conversation with the head brain that's been programmed in certain ways. And then it's getting that all into alignment. And so in our workshop tomorrow that we're going to be doing live um, in Los Angeles at St. Martin of Tours School in Brentwood, um, for anybody that can join us, it's at 9 a.m. And it's um, the flyer is in the Facebook group, right, Alish? I believe so. Okay, if so if, not, it, it will be. if not, it will be um, after this call. So if anybody can come and join us live, we're going to be really um, looking at how to, you know, looking at, because when we are in alignment, that is where our self-esteem is. That's our self-esteem is on that alignment line. And we're going to really do a deep dive into really navigating through and looking at that line. So hopefully for those of you, as I said, that will that are in Los Angeles and come 
come be with us live tomorrow morning. It'll be a 90 minute workshop. It is complimentary to the public. The school is hosting it. Um, and yeah, I know Alicia and I are going to be putting, uh, we're going to be doing a virtual one as well for those that either can't, can't make it live tomorrow because you um, just have something else on your schedule or you're hearing this after the fact or you're not local in Los Angeles and can't make it. So for those of you that can, hope to see you there. And for those of you that can't, uh, yeah. And also um, one other thing, we are starting our five-week course in February the foundations the, for purposeful parenting that we're starting on February the 15th. So seats are limited. There is a cost for that. And if anyone's interested in that, let us know. Um, and also we do private coaching. So just want to, for anyone that wants to go, wants to work deeper on these issues. And right now we have our free support call for parents that are going to join us in the room live. Absolutely. So the link is in the chat of the live. Um, so you are free to join us. But until we meet again, keep healing. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Imperfect Mommy. It's time for us to step up and realize that our power is not in trying to shape our children. Our power lies in shaping ourselves into the people we want our children to model themselves after. Don't just do it for your kids. Do it for yourself. When you become a more self-aware, compassionate, and confident person, you and everyone around you benefit. For more information about me and my work, visit alishalyons.com. That's A-L-Y-S-I-A. L-Y-O-N-S dot com. See you next time.